0: Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. This is an English summary, a just and a translation of the Majlis of Hazrat Mawna Qamr Damar Barakatuhum, which took place on Tuesday, the 16th of Jumadul Ula 1443, corresponding with the English date, 21st of December 2021. This Majlis took place after the Isha Salat at Songir, Dulia, Maharashtra, India. Hazrat Wala starts off by quoting the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Rasulullah sallallahu wa mentions Friends and elders, it was not even in my furthest thoughts that so many people would gather and I would have to speak in front of them. Nevertheless, there is great appreciation for the seekers of the truth, the Talibin. And such a great gathering of people who have Talab in them, that is a great fortune for me. My son, Saeed Ahmad, would say that there is deen in these places, referring to the Indo-Pak. park. is because of their connection with the ulama. And then referring to the Middle East where he is staying and residing, he says, yeah, there is not that amount of dindari, etc. Uh, maybe in the haram there would be a few seats and few of the shuyukh speaking, but by and large you would not find this type of thing which is found in the Indo-Pak subcontinent due to, which, due to which basic masail of salat, wudu, etc. are not uh, known by the common masses, the basics. Nevertheless, our duty is to have and entertain a good thought about them and for us to opt and choose a silence. We should not speak. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not want to give then he would not given us the thirst in the first place. So us gathering here is something great. Allah Ta'ala keep this type of system and silsila in place and it may continue. So people say that these jalsas are there is no benefit in it. Most definitely, there are great benefits in these jalsas. Moran Abdul Shakur, who established the Islahul Muslimin Jalsa in Ilahabad. And every year, people would gather for four days and they would sit and make themselves part and parcel of this program, this jalsa, which used to run for four days. I used to attend myself. Abi Habibul Rahman <laughs> Azmi used to also go. Hazmuran Shah Wasiullah Saab. In the old days, when he came to Allahabad, he actually sent a message with me to those responsible for bringing about this type of program to the community and to the masses. And he said to them, the message was that they had done the groundwork. They had made it easy for him. Now, he just needed to plant the seed. That's all. And... This type of Jalsa Islam Muslimin was very beneficial. People would come, they would learn, they would ask about masail, etc. In fact, looking at this gathering in front of me, Hazar Wala says, I am awe-stricken, I am overtaken, I am overwhelmed. Nevertheless, whatever I say, uh, inshallah you people will accept it. You know, we have just eaten now and so many people have come together uh, to eat. Rasulullah sallallahu even taught us about the etiquettes of eating attending an invitation uh the different rules etiquettes regulations etc i have come here to speak and you have people have come here to to listen rasulullah sallallahu is saying wajabat mahabbati lil mutahab fiya my Love has become compulsory for those who gather for my sake. In a Hadith Qudsi, وَلِلْمُتَجَالِسِينَ And those who gather together, they come to a common place and they sit for my sake. Allahu Akbar. So, this is something of Bargat. And it is a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept the sitting and the speaking and listening of ours. The hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa says, خِيَارُ أُمَّةِ إِلَى اللَّهِ The best of my ummah is the one who calls to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and makes the servants of Allah beloved uh, to him. hazar akhim akhtar when he came here and when i read this hadith to him uh, he was really taken aback he really appreciated it and he said to me that i am taking this as a gift back to my hometown to my native place to pakistan another <clears throat> so in nasayakum lashatta the efforts of insan and man your efforts are so different it is different Our sa'i and our effort was that we have all come here to listen to the talks of deen. And in the name of this also, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make our maghfirat. I was in Zambia and I attended this particular masjid and together with it the madrasa, but right next to it was a college. And when I looked at this type of setup and scenario, this picture, when I came into that masjid, this is exactly what I spoke about. Look, we have all gathered here. But just a few meters right next door, so many people have gathered for another maqsad and another purpose. So, khiyaru ummati, and there is a great difference between the two. Khiyaru ummati, the best of my ummah is the one who calls to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and makes the servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala beloved to him. How would we make the servants of Allah beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهِ فَاتَّبِعُونِي By showing people the sunnah, style and way of life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Everybody else, others are engaged in such works and activities due to which they are making people the hated ones of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nevertheless, when we all go there onto the other side, meaning in the Akhirah, then we will actually know what was happening and who was doing what. Therefore, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us uh, occupied in this work. The other hadith that I uh, said to Moran Hakim Akhtar Sahab. مُدِحَ الْمُؤْمِنْ فِي وَجْهِهِ رَبَ الْإِيمَانُ فِي قَلْبِهِ When a mu'min is praised in his presence, he is praised, he there and he is being praised, then actually what happens to these pious saints and souls? رَبَ الْإِيمَانُ فِي قَلْبِهِ Then their iman increases in their hearts. Why? When people praise them, they understand it to be the grace and the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and nothing else. Allah given. So here, where the talks of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are carried out and his Nabi, the rahmat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends. We have gathered for hadith. To listen to the Hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi Imam Bukhari rahimahullah made such a great effort on Hadith. He would travel for miles on end, just to go and fetch and collect one Hadith, and look at the care that he would take, and look at the amount of adab and respect that he accorded to the Hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. For every Hadith, he would make ghusl. Thereafter, he would perform two rakats of Salat. When I went to the Ijtima, in Nadwatul Ulama, where many muhaddithin gathered, and I said to them that Imam Bukhari, rahimahullah, made ghusl before recording any Hadith in his Sahih. Thereafter, he read two rakats of salat, all in the in the honor of the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi and respect for the hadith. And whoever accords respect to anything, then Allah subhanahu wa taala blesses that person. If we accord respect and honor to Quran and hadith, then Allah will bless us. There is a hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam in which Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam says that. The example of five daily uh, the 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 hadith goes that if there is a brook or a stream running in front of your home, and you bath in it five times every day, do you think any type of impurity can stay on your body? Of course, it's no, and that's the example of five daily salat that it would leave no impurity on a person whatsoever so when a person makes ghusl then what happens he removes all external impurity and filth and when he reads salat then he purifies himself internally so ghusl is to remove a zahiri najasat rather to gain zahiri taharat And Salat is to remove uh, Batini Najasat, internal Najasat rather to gain Batini Taharat Purity, internal purity. So the Muhaddithin are those Personalities that will be rewarded abundantly. I even read this so much so that listen the muhaddithin, the traditionists, those who make kalam, learn and teach hadith. They write the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi and so long as it remains on paper, they would continue accumulating and accruing reward. Also, it is written about the muhaddithin that they would sharpen this piece of uh, the stick and then they would dip it into the ink and then they would write. Now, this sharpens of this piece of wood or the stick or this pencil, or pen, whatever you would call it in the old days, the sharpens of it, they would gather it and you know what was they was see it? That the day I die and pass away, please use these sharpens and... Uh, ignite it so that you can warm the water to uh, uh, for my ghusl you can warm that water Allahu Akbar Morana Habibul Rahman Azmi used to come to Hazrat Muhammad Ahmad Pardabgari and on one occasion when he was leaving he said Hazrat the next time I come I am going to bring a hadith for you now just look at that. What what type of ihtimam, care, concern, love, respect did he say that? And on the other hand, what was it? Day and night, Quran and Hadith was being said and listened to, but then too, look at the importance attached to the Hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Allah Taala give us all acquaintance and familiarity, munasabat with the Hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu wasallam. Also another thing, another point to listen to, that the Qur'an also has the external dimension and the internal dimension. The Qur'an has Zahar and batin. So when I went to this Jalsa in Nadwatul Ulama from 9 in the morning and the entire day was spent in this. And then eventually it came to my chance, and they gave me a little while to speak. And I said to all the muhaddithin and ulama that the thought that is coming to my mind now, like how the Quran has the external aspect and the internal aspect as well. Similarly, the Hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, which is actually the Tafsir and the commentary of the i Pak, the quran i Majid, the Hadith also has the external aspect and the internal aspect. And if not, then how would that the hadith actually make tarjumani and echo what is the meanings and what is actually Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala trying to say. So if you have the zahar, the external part of the Quran, if you need to understand that, You'll have to look at the external part of the hadith. And if you want to understand the internal part of the quran and to understand that, you want a commentary and a tafsir of that, you would have to look at the hadith, the internal part of the hadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Now get ready for this internal Aspect and dimension of the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Go deep into it and we will realize how weak we are in fact on many occasions Outwardly it seems to be they say it seems to be some type of contradiction In the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa all of this is due to our weak knowledge So this type of silsila of Quran hadith should uh, remain. Also, something else is that we all gathered also to come and have meals. Now, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam taught us about everything, every department, and every aspect of our life so much so. Even eating, even feeding, etc. Now, this hadith I quoted to you. Allah subhanahu Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam says, "Wabudur Rahman." Worship. That Zat and being who is most kind, most gracious and most merciful. Worship that Allah who is so kind to you, He has given you food. Now if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us food, He has extended a favor to us. And the only way to pay that favor back... That ihsan and that favor is to pay it back with another favor. هَلْ Jazaul الْإِحْسَانِ al ihsan. So how would we return that particular favor? We cannot do so except by obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And from the pers- aspect of being insan and human, we should be appreciative and be thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we can only thank Him by being Obedient to him. Now, this what I'm actually telling you in the terminology is called muhabbate Akli. This logical type of muhabbat and love that when a person ponders over the ni'mat's favours, boons, treasures of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon him, then what will happen? Some type of love will be created in his heart, due to which he would. Uh, try and please Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. So when a person ponders over the kindness of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala upon him, what is created in the heart? Nothing but this logical type of love. The other type is muhabbate tabi, the natural type of love. Now that is actually muhabbatum min Allah. That type of love comes from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala and. We can even understand it more broadly is Muhabbatullahi ala qismain. The love of Allah can be distributed. Into two categories and types, Fardun One is that of a compulsory nature and the other one is that of an optional nature. Now, look, we wear our clothes and what do we say? Alhamdulillah, all praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has given me these garments to wear without any type of effort and struggle from my side. Now, this is what we call muhabbati aqli. That you're looking at your clothes, you're wearing your clothes. After you wear your clothes, what's the first thing you do? You ponder and you think that who's given me this wealth? Who's given me these clothes? And then you thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for that. That's muhabbati aqli. Hazrat Shah Anwar rahimahullah used to say, Hazrat Manana Shah Wasiul used to quote these things abundantly. He got his hadith from Hazrat Shah Anwar. He would say that the Sahaba enjoyed muhabbati tabari the natural type of love. And he even gives an example of that. He says that on one occasion, the Sahabi or Sahaba were uh, designated with this particular type of duty that you need to Uh, make a human wall around Rasulullah and protect him. And at that time, what was happening? Nabi was under attack and there were javelins, arrows, spears coming from all directions. And what was the Sahabi doing? He stretches his hands out and and the arrow pierces his hand. He puts his shoulder in front. His chest is in front. His back is in front. But not even the amount of the blink of an eye is the Sahabi negligent. And this could only be achieved due to natural love. If there was no natural love, there would have been negligence for the amount of the blink of an eye for those few moments due to which Rasulullah could have got wounded. So, Allahumma inni as'aluka hubbaka wa hubba may yuhibbuka wa amali yuqarribu ila hubbik. Dua is necessary for one and all. Now look at the shari'at that has come to us. From the shari'at, if we look at it and study it, we will understand the high maqam of the nubu'at of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his prophethood. And if we study the du'as of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we will be able to understand his high station of abdiyat and humility. Allama Sha'arani, Rahimahullah says, by looking at the maqam and the station of the Nubuat of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, we get a some little type of an estimation how great and how high it was. But when we try to even ponder and think even for a little while about the high station of the abdiyat and the humility, and the helplessness that Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi displayed in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then we can get no estimation whatsoever because that station was so high. Allah ta'ala bless us with these great treasures and these beautiful qualities as well. So, Allahumma oh inni as'aluka hubbak, O Allah, I ask you for your love. But look at the second part here. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa is asking Allah, وَحُبَّ مَيْ يُحِبُّكْ And the love of the one who loves you. Now ponder carefully, why are we asking Allah for the love of that person who loves him? Because when we actually love that person, it will be the means of us. Or that person will be the means of us reaching Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala حبك, and the love of that amal, that good deed that will grant us your proximity and your closeness. So u'budur rahman you know how beautiful these sen- statements and sentences these ahadith of Rasulullah are so Worship Rahman, worship the one that zat and bring who is so kind and compassionate to you. Let me tell you about the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just one portion of it is displayed in this dunya. It is so great, it is so tremendous due to which even animals do not trample upon their young because of this one portion and one percentage of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah has granted us here in this world. 99 portions have been kept aside for the Akhirat. Hazrat Mujaddir al says that Allah Ta'ala has opened it up to me that these 99 portions are actually more than anything else for the Ummah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam because amongst this Ummah you would find disobedient ones as well and there will be great in need of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on that challenging day, the day of Qiyamah. أُعْبُدُ rahman Worship Rahman, The most kind, gracious and merciful. Allah Ta'ala Himself says in the Quran, insa illa liyabudun. I have not created man and jinn except so that they can worship me. illa liyabuduni. So they can worship me. So yeah, this hadith is so... Uh, extraordinary that we are taught that we should worship that Zaat who is so kind to us. He is so kind to us, so why should we not worship him? Worship him, Allahu Akbar. And what is worship actually? What is Ibadat? Ibadat is every action that is carried out with the sole intention of bringing the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, irzai bari ta'ala, that is ibadat. And it is for that reason that I say that shaitan was not an abit. Even though others say that, I am opposed to that and I differ with them on that particular matter. Because ibadat is actually done for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and shaitan did not do that. Rather, he done it for vicegerency here on earth. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's kalam is so beautiful. Just listen to it. U'budur rahman, wa wa afshu salam, bara You know, I actually go into a state of ecstasy and so much of pleasure is achieved uh, I achieve, when I recite this ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa there's such a type of a kashish in it, like a magnetic effect, and it's so touching. Hazrat Wala says, We should also allow our children to take a portion of this great uh, pleasure that is achieved from the Ahadith and mubarakah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and take them away gana sehatao, take them away from music so the next portion of the hadith is wa ta'am and feed people now look at the sahaba wa ala that they would feed people those who are poor those Who are often and those who are in captivity. Another ayat says, "They would give preference to others over themselves, even though poverty was their lot." Morana Mustafa, a great alim, he would say, you know, in his part of the world where he is residing, he would say he tells us that yeah. If both the son and the father are hungry, and then food comes along, the son would eat and he would leave his father hungry. This is to how much, how low their character is. There was a person, I gave this bayan, it was maybe in Gujarat, and this person came to me and he said, Mawlana, today you've given such a talk that my wife has understood it. Before, uh, when it came to feeding people, etc., maybe she was a bit of uh, reluctant or maybe she didn't understand the great virtue of the person who actually carries out this particular amal. But all that has been sorted out due to the bayan that you have given. Ibn Mas'ud, an we're speaking about U'budur Rahman, worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. His salat was the closest to the salat of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. his salat was such that the outward part of the salat would only, how can I even word it, it was dripping with nothing else than humility, bowing down in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the actual true sense. Somebody asked, Hazrat Manana Khalil Ahmad sahab, that you read, what a a wonderful salat. What a beautiful salat you perform. And he said, no. If you're talking about that, then you must actually go and see the salat of Hazrat Gangohi. Hazrat Manana al-Haq used to say, with such a pain he would say, and he would say that there should most definitely be a difference between our salat and the salat of the common masses. Meaning, there should be a great deal of khushu' and khudu', sincerity, humility, devotion in our salats. Hazrat Rahimullah used to say that a person who does not carry out ta'deel ar- arkan, meaning he's reading his salat in the proper manner, where after finishing, a, 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 a coming out from one rukan, the entire body and all the limbs and parts come to a dead stop and a stand still standstill before we actually move forward and go to the next posture, which is actually called tadeel Arkan. He says that the person who does not do this in solitude when he is alone, this is actually a sign and a proof of the lack and the deficiency of his love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hazrat Muhammad al-Shah was in that majlis of Hazrat when he said this, but it had such a deep effect on him, that his sentiments was, that at that time I wished for nothing, meaning it had such an effect on him, that if the earth could have opened up and swallowed him. Allahu Akbar. Now what can I say? All this that I am telling you, all this year, other talks, and the points that I've heard from Hazrat Muhammad al From all of this year, we understand that we need to rectify and lift the level of the Salat of ours, because that's the foundation. If the Salat is correct, everything else will fall into place. Al-Wudu, Al-Infisalu Anil Khalq. What's the essence of Wudu? Wudu actually means that a person should be distancing himself from the makhluk and anything aside from Allah. And what is Salat? Was Salat al ittisal bil-Haq? Salat is actually going to meet and join with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught us, Allahumma inni as'aluka tamam al-wudu. O oh Allah, I ask you for a perfect wudu, wa tamam salat and a perfect salat, wa tamam ridwanik and for your perfect pleasure, wa tamam and for your perfect forgiveness. Now all of Suluk and this path to Allah is mentioned in this. Hazamarasha was when he used to make wudu, fifteen minutes would pass and is just making wudu. He would also go on to say Jesa Wudu Wesa Salat. According to your wudu, that would be the level of your salat, just as he would say, Ramadan Sal. Just like how you spend and pass your Ramadan, that's how actually you would lead the rest of this year that's coming in front of you. So, make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah ta'ala improves our recitation. That we come out of this customary recitation and we come into genuine recitation. Qalqala is part of tajweed, it's in its place, uh, the echoing sound. But what about, that? that's for the tongue, what about the echoing sound of the heart, that when we're reciting, is it vibrating, is there an echo going into the deep recesses of our heart regarding the knowledge, the understanding, the subtle points of Al-Qur'an, Is it resounding in our hearts? Allahu Akbar. Allah Ta'ala bless us with this perfect Salat. The second point of the Hadith is وَأَطْئِمُ الطَّعَامُ And feed people. The third part of the Hadith is salam That makes Salam common. Now look at the beautiful Tartib in the order that first of all, I mean, we should... Worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and in worship it is salat But if we cannot do that completely Or spend even our nawafil or extra time in nawafil Then at least feed people And if we cannot do that At least carry out salam How is it today that we must out salam And we do not attach importance to it When we understand from the annals of history That the fortress could not fall In the favor of of the Muslims meaning it could not be conquered just because at that time the Sunnah of the Miswak was left out. So how is it that we are miserly when it comes to Salam when a person, a Misri Alim writes, a person continuously uh, in abundance. Carries out salam. Salam is the name of Allah. And when that is done, then rahmat comes down on that particular person. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala an, used to go into the bazaars, into the marketplace. He would pass right through and he would come out. And every day, this was his noble habit, he would do that. And the person who was accompanying him, maybe he would have been of some big size, etc. So he said, to him that uh why do you do this? I mean why do you do something that is futile? And he scolded at him, saying that uh what do you understand? Don't you know I'm actually going into the, the bazaar with the express need and intention that I would meet many people due to which I can carry out salam in abundance. Allahu Akbar. So, Hazrat wa'ana'ala Shah wasillallah used to say that our relationship in this dunya is, in short, can be divided into three. First of all, our ta'alluq is that with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if we want to strengthen and rectify and make complete and perfect our relationship and ta'alluq with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the answer for that is nothing else but salat and the second relationship is that of ours with rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam if we want to complete that relationship make it perfect then we should send abundant durood and the third relationship is that what follow mankind and what the mu'mineen and muslimin. And to rectify that and enhance that particular relationship, we should carry out abundant salam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq and hidayah of having true iman in the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, as well as practicing upon the hadith. Teach our children as well. Teach them the salam. Give them talim of deen salam then the wordings of salam even our basics you know I, I don't even know what words people use uh, you people call it when a person wants to go and relieve himself what's happening to our culture should we not say baitul khala that i'm going to the baitul khala to go and relieve myself shouldn't we use that baitul khala instead of any other words which come from western culture Now, on on the basis of that, a person's maqfirat will also take place, Hazardwala goes on to say, that that was his love for the Zaban and the language of Jannah, that he used that type of language in this dunya, that you had love for the language of Jannah, chalo, come into Jannah, enter Jannah, Allahu Akbar. Man طيبا Whoever eats halal, في سنة He lives his life according to Sunnah wa الناس وعمل الناس وبوائقه, And people are safe from the destruction and the harm of his hands and his tongue. So, the Sahaba actually said, Understanding this year, uh to be quite easy, in surprise, their reaction was due to which Rasulullah said, "Or oh, maybe you carrying it out in abundance, or oh, may it may seem to be easy for you. Listen, this year will also be done by those who would come after you, and it will also be a means of them entering into Jannah. So ibadat is." that amal that's done to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and abdiyat or ubudiyat is something which comes from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the servant now is pleased with it. Anything that comes from the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it comes in front of a person if it is a calamity, if it's a difficulty, whatever it is and the servant is pleased with it, listen, it's from Allah. then That is called Abdiyat or Ubudiyat. So we can understand from this year also that Abdiyat is far greater than Ibadat. The connection and relationship of Ibadat is only with this dunya. But Ubudiyat and Abdiyat being a true servant and slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, humility in its uh, extreme, that will also be found in the Akhirat. Look at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also uh, precedes and gives emphasis and importance to the word abd first that abduhu rasulu first the quality of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi being a servant of Allah is expressed and announced to the people and thereafter the quality of Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam being the Nabi of Allah. So we also need to bring this humility and humbleness and expression of helplessness in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rather, all the time we should bring that into our lives. Also, such it should be that if anybody is monitoring us and seeing us, the only impression that they should come back with that this person fears Allah. Look at how he controls his tongue. He stays away from useless talks. Now, Mazharbai has taken uh, this year upon himself, and he's made so much intizam and in such a beautiful manner, he has given everyone uh, to eat, itam etam. So he fed everyone, and he honored everyone, made ikram of everyone. Allah give him the reward of that, and. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala unite us all in Jannah. What can I tell you about the food there? It will be so tasty. There would be no winter there, nor any summer, nor any type of taklif or this or that or the other. Here you have abandoned everything, even your own desires you have abandoned only for the desire of Allah Ma Allah wants this and that's what I will do And then such a day will come The Akhirat Where Allah will says, Say that everything now is got to do with your desire Whatever you want you would have This Jannat is such Ma la aynun ra'at No eye has ever seen Meaning no eye has ever seen those beautiful hoors of Jannah. وَلَا أُذُنٌ No ear has ever heard of uh, the music and whatever else it is there in Jannah. Now this will actually be for the common people because they will carry on looking and they will carry on listening. But what about وَلَا خَطَرَ عَلَىٰ قَلْبِ bashar That Jannah is such that it has not even passed the thought The mind and heart of any person. Meaning such type of uloom, such type of knowledge, such type of recognition of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be blessed that the like of this had never ever come across the hearts and minds of people ever. So the common masses will be looking away and listening away. But the ulama would be lost in the marifat and in the uloom that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give them in the akhirat. Now what can I say? This is the tafsir of the Sufia. I mean, only they could make a tafsir of this nature. When I went to France and uh, in Paris, the tower is there, which is something famous throughout the world. People from all over come and see it. So when I address the people there and... It is also something to see. But I said to them, this is what you have brought uh, about. This is what uh, you have uh, created and constructed. But listen, tell me, can you bring bring your uh, developments, your science and your achievements to this level that there is a fruit hanging from the tree, a person wishes for it, And it's in his mouth, he's enjoying it. And at the very same time, that same fruit is still hanging on the branch of that same tree. Can you bring that? And that's exactly the ni'mats and the bounties of Jannah, and if that's not there, then it would be against the ayat of the Quran, La wala mamnu'a, that type of separation which is impossible for it ever to come about in Jannah because Jannah is eternal. The ni'mat of Jannah are eternal. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us munasabat, affinity, and acquaint us with this type of uh, uloom and. Ma'arif, the Sufia, the Buzrugani deen, the Auliyah Izam, Sakaw, Askaw. They drank from this and they allowed others to drink as well. Rabbana taqabal minna inna ka anta samiul alim, wa tuba alayna inna ka anta al al raheem, wa hurma tiseyidin Nabi il kareem, sallallahu alayhi wa